Welcome to our Doomed Podcast. My name is Brandon McIntosh, and I'm running out of ways of opening this show. But that's okay. I'm here every week to tell you what's in the news that could possibly end the world and destroy our lives, which is fun. Uh, and here with me is my co-host, as always, Tyler Shaspa. How are you, Tyler? Hey, howdy, Brandon. How are you? Are you getting sick of me yet? Just being this pessimist over here, just talking every week about how and why we're going to slowly collapse into the end of the world soon? No, I'm not sick of it. I'm pretty used to it. It's been going on the entire decade and a half that I've known you, so... <laughs> but more so the last uh, the last six months, seven months, the last year. I can't believe it's October already. Buddy, we started this podcast January 2020, back yeah. when the only thing we had to worry about was fires... <laughs> In uh, in Australia, and possibly World War Three with Iran, but who knew? Well, we we obviously knew something was going to happen. We decided to sit down and talk about different scenarios that might play out that would lead to a catastrophic event. And here we are. It was a pandemic, and you know what? We did we did do a virus episode very about two weeks before it really got serious and. The virus really became newsworthy, right? I, but you might have briefly touched on it, but like, wow. But one thing we didn't touch on when we we're thinking about all of this, and one of the biggest things that is hurting people right now is the virus fatigue. You know, people who are just sick of it, they just want it to be over, they just want to live their lives, and we were, we didn't predict that the uh, the mental health the human brain isn't ready for these kind of things to happen you know this is like slow long burning trauma but that's that's true we're we're very adaptable though like we're you know humans are very comfortable in their ways but we adapt pretty quick things seem pretty tough now but uh people will eventually adjust uh they'll find ways around it find ways to be happy get over the fatigue yeah, I think a lot of people are realizing shit right now. It's very uh, eye-opening times. A lot of self-reflection going on for sure. Yeah, that's good. It's good for you. You need a little self-reflection in these times. Uh, I don't know. I think you're more scared than you let on. You like to play this like tough guy, like oh, it's everything's okay. People are just this. People are. This. But you're <laughs> afraid, Brandon. I can see it. You're afraid. maybe a little deep down. You know. Well, you know, I'm obsessed with this, these topics. But then, you know, it gets it gets a little like, you know, it's I'm always reading it. It gets I gets kind of numbing. But every once in a while, I'll see some fact about something that'll just kind of give me the heebie-jeebies a little. Like, oh boy, <laughs> like I gotta put this book down and just uh, go listen to the birds or something, eat some peanuts. Yeah, because you're taking in all that knowledge and you're trying to be a ahead of what's gonna happen, but you can't predict what's gonna happen, Brandon. So that knowledge is, it'll help you, but it's not going to help you that much. We're in it now. I know. And, uh, you know, I always have this idea that like, oh, it's good. I know all this is going to happen. So, you know, when something does happen, I know what to do. I'm not going to know what to do. No, if you actually I can't survive meet, any you, better. Yeah. If you meet an alien, Brandon, you're going to crap your pants. You're not going to be like, oh, hi, I know everything about you. I've read books. You're still, <laughs> you're still going to crap your pants like everybody else. Out of excitement, though. Out of pure excitement. I don't think I'd shit myself in excitement for any other thing. 
I don't even think that's possible. They're going to be afraid, though. That's okay. You know what? They can, they can poke around all they want. I'm just happy that they chose me and the experience is there. I don't know, man. It's a, it's a crazy time to be alive. The world... Feels like a movie. And now now uh, Trump has COVID. That was crazy. First of all, did you watch the debates or the highlights of the debates at all? No. Did you uh, take a look at these old men yelling at each other? No, I uh, I avoided it. I didn't want to deal with it. Um, I think I watched baseball instead, and I just didn't deal with it. Of course, I saw some highlights, and I saw like you know comedians beacon off on the internet about shit, and you know that's how I get my news anyways by jokes. So I knew what was going on through jokes, but yeah, I got to watch it live. It was you watched it was pretty it? fantastic. Yeah, I didn't even. I forgot it was on. Uh, I had YouTube up on my TV, and sure enough, the, the live debates were right there. It's like you could watch them live on YouTube. I think it was like BBC or something. But oh my god! Like within the first ten minutes, I'm just like, these old men are gonna have a fist fight for sure. They're gonna walk over. Have you ever had? Have you ever watched like two really old dudes have a fight, like a fist fight? Yeah, I've I've seen that for sure. <laughs> it's like In like a Canadian Tire is- parking lot. It's very unstable. Like, they're both just doing their best just to stand on their feet. They they get, like, this bow-legged stance such as to give them more width, right? The more center of gravity. Does that mean, like, Trump would have been infected, likely, during that debate? That, that's what they're saying. So if they, if they threw down and they were, like, face-to-face, Trump, I feel like Trump's a biter. I feel like if they, he got close enough, he'd, like, do a total Mike Tyson and just take a bite out of uh, Biden. That's just because it seems like that's the kind of person he is. Yeah, I don't think he's, and then a, Biden he's not much of a puncher. He's probably going to, like, yeah, try to strangle yeah. you and bite you. He definitely yeah, looks, a like a, he looks like a choker for sure. Yeah, like he's a big guy. Like, <laughs> Biden's very frail. Trump will just fall down on top of him, take a bite out of his neck. Yeah, you know, like that fucking fat kid at fucking football practice just swinging his arms all sweaty and gross, <laughs> trying to go for your neck. And he's probably going to try to punch him in the balls. Probably try to knee Biden in the balls if they got in a fight. Just a dirty little fucker. Yeah, but basically that was the tone for the entire debate, I felt, the whole time. I'm just waiting for that old man fight to happen. But if he was sick, did. if he was sick, that means he's going to get everybody sick, right? They're already all sick. Did you not see that, like, they were tracing it back to this, like, Republican convention, and one of the super spreaders is just there at the door greeting everyone with hugs, no yeah. masks. No one's wearing masks. It's a Republican party, man. Yeah, I heard somewhere, like, if, like, the contagious bubble that trump's in if everybody in that bubble actually gets sick and dies then like there's a potential that there's just gonna be no cabinet like he's gonna have no (laughs) thing right he's gonna have no people because all those people are gonna get sick and die too so like isn't that the best fucking way to for there not to be an election and a government if like both sides (laughs) They just get deathly sick and this pandemic wipes out these politicians and there's nobody to fucking do it. Uh, It'll definitely prove that, like, we shouldn't get a bunch of old people to try and run these powerful countries. Yeah, because they're old and vulnerable. Yeah, they're very vulnerable. Like, 40 40 to 50, I feel like, is, like, the perfect range. 
You know, you just have enough life experience. You surround yourself. Surround yourself with old people, okay? Get old people wisdom. Don't get old people around in the country because you're going to get a virus and die. Which no, is this is a good way to get happen. away from that stupid tradition of having somebody run a country. If everybody that's supposed to run the country dies, then we can just go into this like a smaller community-based system where it's not going to be just some fucking ruler overlord <laughs> in a fucking ivory tower in Washington pointing his finger that's... at shit getting people sick. That you know, that's a that's a wonderful utopia. But that even if that is possible, that'll take a long time. It's it's not going to take a bunch of old Republicans no. dying. We're in it right now, sudden, though. It's happening. Oh, I know it's happening, but it's not just going to be like all all grassy hills and rainbows once these old Republicans die. Like things, real change takes time, and we're the kind of generation, the last few generations especially, we don't have time. All right. Everything we want everything quick and easy. That's that's yeah. what life's about right now. So the fact that these changes take take years and generations, uh, we just won't accept that. Yeah, the I'll... fact that they want we want the police defunded, we want all these changes just immediately to happen, like they're gonna happen. But it's it just uh, it just takes time. Yeah, I know. I I'm too uh what's that? I'm too dumb. And naive to like I, I I think just like old people are right wing, but I forget that there's like young right wing people too, and like fucking I don't know. You see what uh all the the gay guys did today, the gay community went oh, to, yeah. went and took over the Proud Boys hashtag. It's yeah, it's been amazing. happening for a few days now, and like That's I've been awesome. seeing it on Reddit. That's awesome. That's the best way to combat these fucking right wing losers is just fucking hit them with what they hate the most. Fucking... And like these are like the worst people. These are like, these are clearly bullies that were in high school. They're either bullies or people that were bullied but ended up turning into the, like these giant beefcake dudes, <laughs> just like, but feel they need to take it out on people. And you know these people, I guess probably most of them couldn't become cops, either because they're just too big of losers or you know, psychological problems. I don't know. Yeah. Too dumb. So they just become proud boys. That's fucked up, man. It's fucked up because, like, they're young people, too. They're, like, dudes in their 20s and shit. And you're like, oh, I thought, like, people were progressive and smart, but... And, and the whole thing started as a parody. People. That uh, that McGinnis guy, that he used to work for Vice. He's a fucking asshole, too. Oh, for sure. And, like, I remember hearing, hearing him a few years ago talking about this group. And he's like, oh, this is funny. This is just, like, to... We're just trolling people, and yeah, but there's it's these, funny. I'm like, it got a little out of hand there. There's these fucking losers that like think that they're like being funny because they're like that far fucking right, but they're just a bunch of dinks. They're out there. That's what that guy is for sure. I don't know, but I just think it's funny that like uh, you know all the gay guys like banded together and just like no, we're gonna show you what a bunch of proud boys are. That's that's awesome. Those are the real proud boys. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. I like it. Um, right, but yeah, right. Tr- Tr- Trump's sick, man. Trump is sick. Trump is sick. And you know what? You know what might happen? Like everyone's like, people are. Some people are saying like, oh man, he he deserves to die. And then there's all the people that are like, he's a horrible man, but he doesn't deserve to die. I'm kind of hoping he like somewhere in the middle, like maybe dies for a moment, has one of those near death experiences, is able to like take a look at his whole life played back in front of him, and he's told he gets to come back to earth 
Because when people have those experiences, I don't know if you've heard about them. I've had a like few. Huge amounts of experiences of people who've, who've died for minutes, up to 10 minutes, brought back, and they have these unreal experiences. And it's it sounds it sounds like heaven in some of the descriptions, but like... You know, that's maybe that's where the idea of heaven came from. Well, you, people you, like getting to this, to this, plat, like this, uh, this realm where they're on the edge of death, and this is what they see, right? You see this big light you're moving towards. You see your dead relatives. Yeah, they say it's a, it's one of those that fucking, it's a DMT release, right? So you're getting closer to that when you have a near it's death very experience. Psychedelic. So yeah. it's, if it's a very psychedelic experience, whatever it might be, we don't have the explanation for it. But if I guess a guy like Trump has something like that on his deathbed and his COVID ridden deathbed, if he has a near death experience, you think he's gonna come back and be like the complete opposite? Start, yeah, start like loving everything and being nice I, and kind. Yeah, totally, I totally hope he just gets better. He goes back to the White House. He's quiet. He hasn't said much. He Sorry. holds a press conference and then basically says he's like, "I'm out of here." <laughs> just essentially, just goes to, just goes to the Amazon and like starts yeah. like wearing a robe and like breeding breeding lizards in the Amazon and just becomes a lizard breeder. <laughs> Starts doing ayahuasca ceremonies for people. You just go visit. He sells all his resorts and just opens a bunch of ayahuasca retreats. Just becomes Donald Trump, the toad sucker. Just opens up his own toad sucking retreat and go down and suck (laughs) Donald Trump's toads. You know what? Uh, It's been the craziest year. And with him president of the United States, the craziest last four years. And anything's possible at this point. Um, would you go suck Donald Trump's toads? Yeah, I think you'd have to. It'd have to be one of those, like, when you turn, like, 45 midlife crisis, like, retreat things, you gotta go down to the Amazon. And And I feel like it would be, you'd know it's the real deal, because you're like, man, you were... You're Donald Trump, and you were just you were fucking up the entire world. Because he's gonna and be like now you're here in the jungle. You've changed. <laughs> you know something's behind it. You're like, oh, this is this is the real deal. Because he, he's gonna be in his seventies. He's gonna have his hair grown real long. He's probably gonna get real skinny on toad venom, and then just be like wearing a robe and sandals. No, I think he's yeah. He's, I think he's gonna go full Marlon Brando in uh, Apocalypse Now. <laughs> it's gonna. He's going to just have this cult of people, and it won't even be his people. He's going to, like, keep his, the people that like him, he's going to not like them anymore. He's only going to bring in hippies. You, you, don't think the, you don't think the people that follow him now are going to go with him to his toad-sucking retreat? You think it's going to no. be a new group of, like, new-age fucking, like, people that follow Trump to the Amazon to suck on toads? No, because these people are just looking for their next leader of hatred and uh, just, you know, having an easy, simple life. Just just hating people. and But, he, hi, yeah, <laughs> Donald Trump, he's not going to drag these people to the Amazon with him. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be your typical folk that like going to the Amazon to take exotic drugs to enhance their lives. Which is, uh, is kind of what we're talking about today. Like... People uh, have near-death experiences and, like, quit smoking cigarettes. So, I don't know. I guess it could happen where he could have a near-death experience and quit just being a fucking asshole. You never know. I think psychedelics are probably uh, the best cure for assholes. I think so, Um, too. Because it really shows you. 
how much of an asshole it, it becomes the mushrooms become the asshole and to be they're an asshole to you i think that's how it works yeah. i've had that work to me i don't know if i was being an asshole i think i was just being cocky about the mushroom psychedelic experience thinking like oh i'm gonna go i had all these like expectations i think and i had this trip by myself and it just um it showed me what what the deal was it was just like oh you think you're gonna have a fun time now it's like not anymore. We're going to watch... You're going to watch these animals become disemboweled under your eyelids. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't be... You can never be cocky with that shit or it'll kick you and kick your ass right yeah. away. You have to lead, lead with a guided hand, you know? It's like when, it is, when you think you're cocky, you can just... Oh, I'll eat the whole edible and then you're fucking melted into a pillow. Yeah, it's the whole death of the ego. Yeah. Crying you know, You just have to shit. let go. Yeah. It's going to show you all the bullshit in your life. Mm-hmm. And you can do that on your own too, without the psychedelics. You can just go breathe in the woods for a bit, and you'll get there. And you can rework some shit. That's out. true. That's uh, that takes a lot more time. You know, you got to really dedicate some time and effort. If you really want nature to talk to you through meditation, you're gonna get little whispers here and there, just like telling you little secrets over the years and whispers. But if you take mushrooms. Nature's just going to be on a megaphone screaming the answers at you. Yeah. So you can go both ways. I don't you know. know. The, whis- the whispers are getting louder for me, man. The whispers are getting louder. Which is that's good. good. Um, that's good. Uh, that's a creepy note. <laughs> the whispers the wh- are getting louder. What up? <laughs> oh, I'll keep. Uh, I'm gonna keep an eye on you, Tyler. Those whispers are getting louder. You might need to see a doctor soon. No, no, not <laughs> those. Loony bin. Those, yeah. no, those whispers are getting quieter. But the whispers, okay. the whispers from the trees are getting louder. Oh, that's much better. This is yeah, and the nature. Like honestly, man, I haven't. You just like go sit in nature, and like it. You gotta shut your dumb brain off. You can do that's it. true. Because uh, or else your dumb brain will just keep working all day and dumb things will happen. That's true. But uh, you sent me a fun link here today. Someone, someone sent it to you thinking of our podcast. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, w- it was spooky. It was a spooky picture and video <laughs> of uh, it's like a it's just a bird. Let me just, just re- I'll read the headline in the air. The headline reads. Okay, read the headline. The red headline reads a white bird. Stand still in the sky while many people watch it. Experts call it failure in the matrix. Yeah. So it, uh, at first, I watched the yeah, I did watch the video. Um, watched it a second time. I don't, I don't know if it's a glitch. I don't know if it's first, stuck up there. At first, you look at the picture gravity. and it just looks like it's like maybe a white cloud or like a pillowcase floating through the sky. You know, it and, definitely looks like a bird. I don't see a bird at first. But it's being, it looks like it's got one wing extended more as if it is hanging from something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it, it, it's got a bunch of spooked people, like, throwing rocks at it, trying to figure out why it's hanging there. Yeah. See, this like, is, uh, yeah. I don't know. My suspicion is um, that it got tangled up in a long fishing line uh, somewhere. And as it was flying, maybe the end of this fishing line got tangled up in an above wire that you may not see in this picture. And so it's just hanging all the way down. Because it is kind of, it's moving a little bit with the wind, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. It kind of just looks like a pillowcase or something. Just oh, It does look more like a bird now. Oh, that, uh, XC, yeah. 
And it reminded me of a Stephen Wright joke when you sent it to me. You just had it just off of one of his specials. It's just like, uh, it's like, yeah, what if we didn't have any gravity? When birds die, they just stay up there. <laughs> and that's what it kind of looks like. It looks like a bird's just he's floating in the in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, uh, yeah. There, I think I feel like this article's jumping to conclusion. Uh, what's the name of this website? Ancient Files. Yeah, and can you read the bottom stories? Oh, that so are at the bottom like of this the one. The suggested stories? Yeah, Okay. I looked at them too. Um, the suggested stories are nothing out real out of the world. Doctor stunned in a new CBD oil, rids of pain and anxiety. That's okay. Uh, people in Ontario are using these tricks to win at casinos. Okay, this is it's clickbait. It's all clickbait. Oh, it's different than, okay, it's changed. When I was looking at it, it's just like Elon Musk believes, like, uh, world was created by aliens, invited to Egypt, or just, like, weird stories like that. There's a lot of UFO stories. Uh, just a lot more clickbait stuff. A lot of, like, coat. See, that's clickbait that's tailored to you, and then this is just clickbait that's tailored to me, and it says older men uh, need to know this number one tip before it's too late, and it's just a picture of Viagra. Um, oh my god it's it's true it's totally true i forgot those are just ads they so, are directing it to yeah so you're getting alien stuff and i'm getting dick pills <laughs> oh no time um but uh, yeah that was good. a weird article have you ever experienced any glitches in the matrix man keanu reeves ever show up and shake his dick at you um other than my hot peppers that turn into cucumbers i can think of one <laughs> random moment that like comes to mind. I, I I remember telling someone this before as a glitch in the Matrix story, but I was uh, I was on the Go train. I was going from Oakville to Toronto. This is when we were going to school out in Sheridan. It's where me and Tyler met out in Sheridan College. Going to my uh, internship in Toronto, and I'm just sitting on the train, just listening to music or podcast or something. And I look out the window at the we're at a stop, and I could just see a parking lot. And I see a guy, like, kind of parked, like, lengthwise over some parked cars. A guy is trying to reverse out, but this truck is blocking him in. So this car backs up, hits the truck. So I'm like, oh, shit. He moves forward again, hits the truck again, then moves forward. So the truck, like, just keeps pulling forward really slow. Like, it doesn't look like anyone's getting angry. The truck just pulls into a parking spot, and this car... Uh, stops reversing and then they get and they both get out of the car the car like the truck and the car these people get out and they just walk away they don't interact they just walk like they got the guy got his truck ramped <laughs> like i watched it happen but neither of them acknowledged it or did anything about it they just walked away in this kind of bizarre manner like nothing happened that's weird that was like the closest thing to like a, a glitch in the matrix yeah, like you felt like you were part of the Truman Show. A little bit. I don't know, like, shit like that happens all the time where you think, like, oh, that's, like, weird universe stuff. Like, like a yellow car will drive by, and then it'll drive by again, like, five minutes later, but you didn't see go by the other way, but you're sure it's the same car. I think that's schizophrenia. It's... <laughs> <laughs> or like a a, any like little deja vu things that happen, you know? I get deja vu a lot, I think. I don't know. I used to think I had like weird premonitions and matrix shit. I don't know. You should keep a notebook, Tyler. You know, you just got to keep track of these things. The matrix was a really uh, 
Like that movie fucked me up a bit when it came out. <laughs> Look, that's it's that's it's in the uh, it's in the dictionary. It's in the dictionary now. Basically, it's just that phrase almost the uh, glitch in the matrix. We're in the matrix. Yeah, whenever ever there's any weird thing that happens now, it is a common. They're phrase. making a new Matrix movie, apparently. I don't even think I saw the second or third one, so I don't know why I'd see the fourth one. But uh, what is the Matrix? When is the Matrix? No, or what is the? What Matrix? is it? You saw the movie. Do you not remember? I saw the movie, but like it doesn't. We really talked ex- about this, Tyler. We had an episode like weeks ago, all about. But like it doesn't really. Act, it's a simulated reality, yeah. That it's you completely. Me, but it never really reality. explains like what it is. Like, it's uh, almost like an energy source for like the robots, like a uh, keeping these humans in like these pods and giving them this like simulated life. Somehow powers. Their universe, I I don't know. You gotta but, go find go find it on VHS. And, and I have it on I have it on VHS. <laughs> Give it a watch. I'm amazed we never even brought it up during the simulation episode. I've seen it a billion times. I still don't know understand it. It's okay. It's hard to get past where they put the giant needle in the back of their spines to go into it, and I'm like, well, I don't have one of those needle holes. No, we might soon though with Elon Musk's Neuralink. All right. It's uh, it sounds just like it. Muskie's gonna get into our brains. Uh, yeah, stay out of my brains, Muskie. I'm not. I'm not letting the Muskie in. I'm gonna break off, become part of nature again. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's go with I... the, go where the fungi grows. You gotta go. You gotta spread into the soil. Spread yourself. Tyler, you took some nice. You took took some nice pictures of fungi recently. I've been. Uh, Obsessing this whole pandemic and lockdown over edible mushrooms and mushroom foraging. And people at this point are probably like, shut up, Brandon. You talk about mushrooms on every single episode. But guess what? Yeah, why do you do that? We are going to dedicate this entire episode about fungi. You know what? Because I'm looking for the good fungi. I'm looking for the ones I can eat that are healthy for me and are nutritious. But not all fungi are nice. Because today we're going to be talking about killer fungi that are slowly waking up and might destroy humanity. So, buckle in, buddy. Buckle in. Like like super mushrooms that want to kill you? <laughs> They're not exactly super mushrooms. You know, there's, you know, mushrooms evolve pretty quick, so we could get a super mushroom. Is this like the, fuck, know, is this like the fucking Super Mario Brothers movie where the fucking mushrooms, you know, the live-action 80s Super Mario Brothers movie where the mushrooms are underneath the fucking... New York City, yeah. and they're coming out everywhere, and it's bigger than you could even imagine. It's gonna just come through your drains and kill you. You could relate the Super Mario movie better, way better than the Matrix. Yeah, you've probably seen it more times. That that was like one of the worst, best movies ever. I remember I loved it as a kid, saw it again as a teenager, and I'm just like, yeah, this is. They had they had a Yoshi, but it just looked like they stole one of like the miniatures from the Jurassic Park set. Like it was just yeah. like a small miniature. Yeah, all they had dinosaur. in the budget was to hire a heist crew to steal a dinosaur from Steven Spielberg. Yeah, and then call it Yoshi. <laughs> it didn't look like Yoshi. And like the whole movie was just messed up. Most of the it pre- was a mess. Premise but was I think a they giant were fungus. To... It was a giant fungus. They were, yeah, they were trying to infect the uh, 
planet Earth with a fungus and take which it over. Is, which is nothing like the Super Mario video game. The mushroom is your one-up that you eat a red and white mushroom and you grow big. That's true. The mushrooms are good for you. But there is the purple mushroom. You don't want to eat the purple mushroom. Um, that will kill you. It'll make you small. Um, but So that's what we're going to talk about today is the, the purple mushrooms. And then after we'll talk about the uh, red and white mushrooms. The good side of mushrooms. The fun side, but uh, this is We're Doomed, so we do need to talk about these mushrooms that have the potential of uh, killing a lot of people. Fungus, and like big, you're talking about like big funguses. No, I'm not talking, it's not like the blob, it's not like these giant funguses are going to start like taking over cities and, and oh. fighting us. Uh, it, it, in fact, it's the exact I'll, opposite. I'll let you explain it's, it then. It's very, very small. I'm glad your imagination's running though. You're just picturing these giant mushrooms attacking us like it's some 1950s sci-fi. You know, movie. like like a fungus can grow and like you know when yeah. you see a bunch of mushrooms on on the surface of the soil, they're probably all interconnected underneath, right? Like they they they're like a fabric yeah. that expands. People are making hats out of them, you know. <laughs> they're connected by a mycelium. It's called. It's like uh, it's almost like the nervous system of the forest because mushrooms they're they're very important for regulating forests and just nature in general like they're one of the major I, when you think of the laws of nature and how things regulate they're very much a part of that and they keep things going they're they t do a big part in like decomposing dead animals dead trees and redispersing those nutrients back into the woods wherever it's needed see that's the thing this mycelium is able to connect like whole areas of forests and basically this one organism, this fungi, is able to send nutrients or whatever these like the plants it's connected to need. So if this tree is like low on certain nutrients and these trees have an abundance, through the mycelium it is able to link up this tree to the trees that have too much and give it the nutrients it needs. And it's basically acting as a brain for the forest if you think about it because it's a nervous system weird so it's there it's incredibly important for nature and there's a v whole variety of mushroom species that do different things that are very helpful for nature very helpful for us like all these mushrooms i've been finding in the woods they're very beneficial for your health and they're delicious um but uh science is starting to recognize a few Fungal species that are becoming incredibly invasive to the human body. And, uh... What do you mean invasive to the human body? Like, they come... Like, they could be, like, the mushroom spores would get into your, your lungs or your, like... Are you talking about, like, yeah. planters' warts? <laughs> yeah, so humans already face certain fungal infections, right? A lot of people get fungal infections in their feet. And then there's, uh, like, yeast infections. That's, uh, in the... This, it's a candida. It's a species of, of fungal. It's very, very small. It's a yeast form of, uh, of fungi. So that's what causes yeast infections in people. So it you're just going to be real warty? You're just going to get a bunch of warts and you're going to die? Not warts. More ooze. You're going to get oozy. Oozy warts. <laughs> but that's, there's a multiple, there's a bunch of candida species of fungi out there. Uh, for the most part, they aren't harmful. If they are, it's just minor things like, oozing from the ear or oozing from your dick hole um so it's it's not too bad but over the last few years there's been a few 
popping up that uh, have been very invasive and destructive to the human body. And it first popped up in China. You know, it started with a guy's ear infection. Uh, and it, it advanced to him falling into a coma uh, and nearly dying. And there's nothing they could have used in like uh, antifungal medicine or antibacterial medicine to fight it. Like nothing worked at all. So he just basically had to ride it out. So they named it Candida Oris, this thing is called. So this is like, uh, they don't know how he got it. This isn't something they've been able to track in nature. In fact, to this day, they still can't figure out where this fungus comes from and where it is in nature, where its place is in nature. They only just find it in the human, the human body. What if it didn't come from this planet? What if it came on a meteor or something and it's from space? Could be, man. They think that possibly all mushrooms and fungi come from space. Because there's nothing really like it that grows the same on our planet. It doesn't grow the no. same way trees do or plants do. It's, or it's older do. than possibly any other living organism. When there was still tiny, like, little planktons in the water, and there weren't even plants yet, but yet the mushroom was fully formed in its shape. And this was only found out recently with, like, they found fossils of uh, mu mushroom spores and full mushroom caps, like, locked in, like, lava flows. So it was, like, preserved. And they're, like, billions of years... Like, and we're, we're more connected to mushrooms in our DNA than, than plants. Interesting. So we have quite a connection to, to mushrooms. And mushrooms have had their final form billions of years before there's even mammals species on the planet. So they are clearly the dominant organism on this planet and have kind of been running the show kind of behind the scenes this entire time. Um, so they are very important for life. And But there are certain fungus species that if they invaded us and took over our bodies, we would, uh, we would break down, our organs would shut down, we would fall into a coma, uh, and essentially die until this thing basically takes us over. But uh, humans are at a certain temperature. We're 98 degrees, 37 degrees Celsius, right? Regulated. We're that all the time when we're healthy. No, if it goes above, below that, something's wrong. You know, you're sick. You got a fever. Something's going on. So you want that perfect temperature, right? And that is above the threshold of what majority of these funguses can survive in. So, because fungus can, is like cool, damp areas. Yeah, and they they evolve to what their climate uh, is based on, and they're able to survive longer in certain areas. You know, if there's rising temperatures in in certain places, it'll take a uh, a few generations of these mushrooms, but eventually they're going to adapt. And they're going to pass on the DNA that instead of, you know, 35 degrees we're going to die at, it'll be 36 degrees now. And they'll pass that DNA down, spread it, and if it keeps getting hotter, that cycle will keep happening. So the mushrooms okay. will just keep adapting. Okay. So they've been at this healthy temperature this whole time, for a long time. Uh, humans have been at this 30 or 98 degrees temperature for a long time, but... They're starting to discover in the last maybe 50, 60 years that our temperature is slowly degrading. Maybe every 10 years oh, by see, like 0 .01. I, I wondered about this. I wondered if we were 
we're degrading. We're get we're getting cooler. Yes. See, I thought we would be getting hotter. I thought like because we're just the world's heating up and climate change is happening and the Earth's heating up. I thought humans maybe our natural body temperature would be heating up to adapt to evolve, and like I don't know. <laughs> it's you're you're close though, like uh, humans. Like the re- the reason scientists believe that our temperatures are going down is because it just the modern world we live in we're very comfortable we can regulate our temperatures where we live we oh, all live inside we all have furnaces and shit absolutely like we don't live in the times where we're living outside all the time and fighting for our life and just living in the elements where our bodies needed to be this optimal warm temperature our body, as long as you eat all the time you're gonna you're gonna be warm and healthy right yeah our bodies don't have to regulate your temperature as much anymore we do with our housing like our heating yeah. and our, we put a jacket on so eventually we're gonna meet this horrible uh we're gonna come to this meeting point between our temperatures lowering and these fungus is able to withstand higher and higher temperatures because we're going through global warming right now so Every year we're getting record-breaking heat waves in parts of the world that are getting broken every single year. So global warming is definitely happening, and that's going to contribute to these funguses evolving and slowly getting to a stand higher and higher temperatures. So eventually, we're going to start ingesting these funguses if we haven't ingested them already, because we don't even know where they come from. And they're going to start doing damage, because they're going to be able to further grow and spread their DNA and multiply within our body quicker which is uh which is not good because some of the cases that have come up so far you know because the numbers aren't really high at all nothing to draw alarm but uh we're a terrible species uh <laughs> at, at at just pointing things out when it's way too late yeah so there's already tons of scientists scientists trying to like ring the alarm right now saying like look like as these temperatures get higher, like we're going to be seeing more and more of these cases, and there's there's nothing available right now that can fight it. There's no antibiotics. There's absolutely nothing in medicine that could fight these mushrooms. They just have to, you just let the body do its thing and hopefully fight them off. And why why is that? Why haven't they found uh, like another mushroom that fights this mushroom? Don't they fight mushrooms with other mushrooms sometimes? <laughs> they could. You know, it is possible, like, you know, they could find things to counteract this. Because, like I said before, there are a lot of mushroom species that are incredibly good for human beings and can help balance ourselves. So, whether there's something out there that can help defeat this kind of fungus infection, which is, like I said before, it's in the yeast family, so it's very small. But here's the crazy thing. This, it might be in all of us already. This, this, these kind of like, uh, the candida species, they're out there in spores, they're very small. Humans could easily have ingested all of this, but basically nothing's happening, right? They're not growing. We ingest it, they just sit somewhere in our body and they just wait. Interesting. Like, they're not necessarily dying off. So, so I'll get into some of these cases, right? So, when some of these cases started popping up, it was very confusing for a lot of the doctors dealing with it because they weren't sure what they were dealing with, you know, until they did a, you know, they were able to sequence it and I, all that jazz, look at the DNA of it. Just bring it into their laboratories. Bring it into the lab, see what they're looking at. 
Uh, so they start finding some of these. Um, they're not sure where they come from. But they're able to realize that there's places on, on the other side of the world where they're getting the same cases. People are coming in with these crazy fungal infections of, of species they've never seen before. So eventually they're able to track, like, get all this information down, realize that all of these fungal infections popped up almost around the exact same time. So there's people in Pakistan, South America, India, and America having these fungal infections. So they thought maybe, like, it has to do with travel. Like, maybe these people are traveling from somewhere. But, I don't know, I guess the science came out and they're just like, nope. It's like, whatever th this is, it all popped up at the same time. So they, this is when they start connecting it to, like, rising global temperatures. Because Pakistan, South America... These South South Africa as well. These are places experiencing like crazy heat waves, right? And have been the last few years, right? So they're thinking temperature has a lot to do with this. Yeah, and temperatures keep going up. That's what the scientists keep telling us. They're they're like they're looking at graphs, thinking, "Oh, like this is what we had projected from thirty years from now." Um, it's happening today. Like, those news articles just keep coming out. They're like, everything we're projected is just happening. And right what's, now. what's happening to these people? Like, a giant mushroom grows out of their head and they fucking die? That will be pretty trippy. Um, well, this species essentially, I, I don't know, it just it shuts the body down. That's I, I was trying to find more symptoms. It like, causes, like, fever and shaking and fatigue. And it slowly leads to uh, organs being shut down. You fall into a coma. And yeah, I think any fungal you infection don't. you were to, yeah, any fungal effect infection that you were to get like in your lungs would be terrible, right? Or like in any of your organs, I guess if the mushroom. But right now that's, that's very uncommon. Down. There's not a lot. There's not a lot of species that can do that. But from the, just a few cases they they had of this, uh, like you're, you're, you're not you're not growing twenty and sixty like, percent. No one's growing shiitake mushrooms in their stomachs and shit. But this is a, a little yeah, this is portobello on your pancreas. <laughs> yeah, I just could this happen? And this is this is one species, right? So there's potential of hundreds of thousands of different species that, if evolve, if they can evolve to withstand the the temperature of our bodies, then they can just do all kinds of shit. So who knows? Because, like, the fungi attack different organisms in different ways. Have you heard of the cordyceps mushroom? No. That's, like, a it's a popular one. People love using it in, like, pill form now, right? Oh, it's, for your brain? Is it, like, a yeah, cognitive thing? Yeah, it's good for your thing? brain. It gives you lots of energy, right? Yeah. But the mushroom itself is, is wild. It, it, it invades insect species. So the spores of this mushroom will get into ants or any little beetles or anything like that living in the area and basically infect their brain. It'll just flood their brain with chemicals. And then it does just pop out of their heads, right? Yeah, and they have complete control over the uh, over the ant or the beetle or whatever where they'll get the ant to totally climb as high as he can to the top tree where he will sit what do you, there. What do you mean He'll, they'll get him to do it? Like they take over its consciousness and control? The fungus... The fungus floods his brain with chemicals and essentially takes over his mind and is able to control the ant. Wow. So this ant will climb That's to the top gnarly. of this tree and just lock itself to the branch. And then, a, you're right, a, a mushroom will grow out of the center of his head. 
Yeah, that was on that was on that like Planet Earth documentary. Yeah, yeah, and then then from there that spore will just keep on spreading. So that's the life cycle of that mushroom, and it just takes over a, a life form completely. So what if some crazy version of a cordyceps mushroom? Starts infecting humans. And people are taking this shit for their brains, thinking it's helping their cognitive function and shit. It's probably slowly controlling them to climb to the top of their fucking TV towers and pop their heads off with mushrooms. Oh my god, yeah. They're just like, alright, I've got to take my cordyceps mushrooms before my workout, get that extra blast of energy. Next thing you know, they're on top of the gym, just like on their tippy toes, trying to get high as possible, and just mushrooms come out of their head. Yeah. Cause like, that would be that's a freaky image. Mushrooms are creepy, man. Cause like they are, like you said, they are alive in like this weird space world. I don't know. Even like yeah, even just like your regular portobellos that you eat. When you eat them, you're like they're so spongy, and you're eating something different. You know. Yeah. It's not a plant. Know that. It's not a plant, and it's not an animal. It's a fucking it's mushroom. something else. Uh-huh. It's regulating. It's regulating this entire. Earth's ecosystem essentially. It's 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 what regulates everything. Without mushrooms, we wouldn't have any of this. Yeah, they're behind the controls. Like in a way, mushrooms created everything, everything we have today. So, so you, that idea of them you, coming from heard, space. You've heard of that whole like stoned ape theory that fucking absolutely those, hip, those hippies are always talking about. I Terrence I McKenna. I, I, lo- I lo- yeah I love Terence McKenna and that book Food of the Gods. I think you have a copy of it and yeah. uh, um. Yeah, that whole theory, I think, is very interesting. I was actually just telling my sister about it the other night. Just like, not even, even if you're not talking just psychedelic mushrooms, all these other types of mushrooms that you're talking about, if monkeys were just eating those over hundreds, thousands of years because it's all they could find on the forest floor and in cow shit where they're wandering around. Yeah. And if they did in, expand the brains of the monkeys and expand the bodies of the monkeys to evolve into humans, and you say it's in our DNA, and I'll trust you. Yeah, so, so we're very like, connected to the, to the fungus, fungus world. It does make you think, though, like the stoned ape theory, that basically, we, the, yeah, these apes found the magic mushrooms, these cubensis mushrooms growing out of cow patties, you know, wildebeest patties, started eating those. Uh, you know that expands their that expands their brains. It increases serotonin levels and it like connects fucking neurological shit in your brain, right? Yeah, uh, can you imagine eating that over thousands of years? Like, and just, only yeah. eating that, like, and then maybe eating other types of mushrooms that do other things. See, that'll be something I think they would find. They would realize, you know, as primitive as they are, something's different about that. This isn't normal food. They're not. I don't think they would treat it as food. Once they realize what it can do to their minds and like a lot of things like language could possibly stem from this, you know, becoming better hunters because of like visual acuity, it gets better under certain doses of psilocybin. So you think it becomes a ritualistic thing then? Absolutely. Uh, I'm reading, I'm reading a book now that's all about super old, uh, like mushroom cults that basically were around for thousands of years and helped build society but as like the ecosystem slowly changed, the environment of where these mushrooms grew kind of like withered away, disappeared. So they were getting less and less mushrooms. They had to preserve them in honey. And over time doing this stage, they discovered mead, which is like one of the very first alcohol right. ever discovered. 
So that's kind of shifted a world of mushroom eating cults to a alcohol drinking society. So that that's just one which theory. we're still currently fucking stuck in, you know. And to think yeah. and to think how fucking disrespectful if that is like how we evolved and it was a big part of our evolution. How terribly disrespectful are all these dumb college kids that just want to do mushrooms and watch their carpet talk to them for an hour. <laughs> Hey, the carver might have something good to say. Okay? Probably, yeah. probably you're right. You're right. See, that's the thing that made me think. Um, you know, all these mushrooms out there regulating nature, being the nervous system, really keeping a perfect balance within nature, right? Um, so they're just trying to keep things flowing in a good balance. So if we're eating psilocybin mushrooms, are those connect? Are these mushrooms connecting us and trying to do the same thing? Are they trying to regulate and balance us? To make sure we're a balanced species. Because it, it does show you a lot of crazy things about your life. So, you, mm. not, not, first of all, I want to say that not all mushroom trips are like this crazy life insight moment. You're, you, there's a lot of weird shit involved with all that too. And sometimes it is just the carpet talking to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it might not be telling you anything good. It just, it might be nonsense. But for the most part, I feel like this chemical is linking you up to this this realm of existence that might link up. See, this is what I think. I think uh, by ingesting the psilocybin, which comes naturally through mushrooms, and because mushrooms facilitate all these other plant species and everything, I feel like it sends us to this realm that's almost like an open chat room to like every to everything conscious around us, right? You take mushrooms in the forest, you, you get linked up to this world where you get to talk to the maple tree, you get to talk to lilies. You get you get to talk to frogs, and you just you get to hear these like just internal voice that seems to know you so well, and it'll just tell you random things. And not a lot of it'll make sense. I feel like I've had a, f- a fair amount of really good mushroom experiences. I wouldn't say any of it was like groundbreaking, life changing, but it's it certainly flips your perspective on your on your reality and. It has a lasting effect, and it and it is it feels like something you should or you do already know. It's something that's inside of you already. It just it reconnects those things. I believe you know. Yeah. So, so these mushrooms they could be out there for good. You know. Uh, yeah, Maybe these uh, mushrooms will warn us about the evil mushrooms that are trying to destroy us. Because yeah. maybe those aren't evil. Maybe these mushrooms that are trying to get into our bodies, infect us, and destroy our organs and take us out, maybe that's all part of balancing nature. Maybe they realize these, you know, we've tried to send the message out through psilocybin, and uh, they're not listening. They've stopped taking them. Uh, only weird, smelly people with lots of hair seem to enjoy them. <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> Other than that, the rest of the world is keen on drinking Budweiser and slowly destroying the world. But so let's send out this deadly fungus to erase this useless species. But things are changing in that regard a little bit. You're seeing a lot more acceptance and a lot more people talking about um, treating things like ADHD and PTSD and autism and and stuff like that. That is true. By using um, psilocybin and mushrooms and microdosing is huge right now with people with uh, anxiety and depression Absolutely. And stuff. This, so the good like these the good are here things to are help coming. guide humanity and they've always been here for that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just been yeah. so lost. Like it, it was not it was lost to history. 
uh, thousands of years ago, and it was lost to history again when it was reintroduced, right? Because for the most part, it's just been uh, like indigenous, very, very wild, primitive tribes uh, in the Amazon, taking like ayahuasca. There is uh, certain tribes of Trump's people toads. in Mexico. Trump toads. Yeah, the okay. Trump toads. <laughs> There's peyote. Um, these are very ancient, uh, I, I'd say, religions and rituals yeah. uh, passed down over years. But most of that has been forgotten, especially in the Western modern world. Yeah. But it wasn't until the 1950s and 60s when it was actually reintroduced. Well, I wouldn't say reintroduced because it was never really a big thing in the Western culture. You know, Western culture, they love their booze. They love their, their opium. But as far as psychedelics, it was, you know, very few people actually indulged in it. Well, it seems like uh, like Christianity and all those religions, they didn't seem to embrace that side of things. They were all, like you said, meat, need, and drinking scotch. Well, that's the thing. Uh, like, the history of Christianity... Moonshine. Um, is more and more, they're starting to realize, is kind of totally soaked <coughs> in the psychedelic history and psychedelic rituals. But and how did how come Christianity became like a moonshine religion? Um, I have I don't know. I just got a book that's all about this, and I'm hopefully it's going to tell me. But uh, some of it does have to do with that, with the conversion of slowly leaning into alcohol rather than the mushrooms. But for a long time in Greece, there was these incredible, uh, what they believed, actually, it wasn't even mushrooms. They thought it was a, uh, a beer that was spiked with ergot or wine that was spiked with certain psychedelics that these, you know, wise men in Greece would take as rituals and basically lose all fear of death. And just they become these incredible leaders and thinkers just because, you know, stepping over this, this fear of death and just looking beyond and being able to see beyond essentially um it just cr made them kind of gods on earth essentially that's what they looked at it as right right i'm sure certain people saw this as you know a threat or these certain or just these rituals slowly like disappeared and all they had left were these stories of of just these incredible experiences of mystical experiences and what they thought they were meeting god so if these mushrooms kind of left their culture, all you got are these stories. It's just just slowly going to change. All you have is just retelling these stories, and and then Christianity just became this horribly missionary fucking religion. Telephone, they just, yeah. Yeah, they just mutilated thousands to millions of people if they didn't believe in what they believed. So you know they should have kept those mushrooms in the religion well if things seem to be going that way and maybe our bodies will keep heating up to the right temperature that we just have these uh thoughts in our heads anyway these mushrooms yeah, maybe those psychedelic mushrooms will take us over start growing Doesn't that just have to be the deadly ones right yeah just be tripping all the time walking around just a slow microdose already connected in your brain through a mushroom i don't know man I thought you were going to tell me about giant mushrooms that live underground that are going to suck us down tubes. <laughs> the, it's still possible. Uh, they're even thinking that uh, back in the you know early days of the dinosaurs and before that, that not only were there like plant and tree species, but there was also giant mushroom species that 
lived along them. So like mushrooms the size of trees. The size right? of like a redwood, yeah. I've seen yeah. The, I've seen those images. Yeah, because the atmosphere would have been different. They would have had different ways to evolve. Oh, you see some pictures now of people finding like mushrooms the size of your head. Even like a puffball when you find a puffball. I found a giant puffball. Did you not see the picture of that? Yeah, I did. Dorothy's holding it over her head. It's like two basketballs mushed together. That's yeah. the size of it. I found a huge one like that last year, too, the size of a fucking beach ball, and I smashed it on the rocks. You can eat those, Tyler. That's, that's delicious puffballs. You can slice them up. We made a burger. We we breaded it like a chicken burger and ate it like that. Now, the what, giant one. What? We, we wanted to make a pizza out of it, but it went bad. Like, that's how big it was. Like, when you cut it in half. This is like pizza pizza size. And what kind of nutrients and stuff are you getting from like those types of wild mushrooms in that you're finding? I don't know much about the puffball. Um, I've been after lion's mane because lion mane is supposed to be very good for you. Um, it just seems like it does everything. Like it it does seem like one of those wonder drugs. But I was reading this on a scientific website. I do uh, like like a good portobello. You know? Yeah, and a lot of these, you know. Tests are done on mice, haven't been done on proper human subjects, but they believe, like, it, from little things, from, like, fighting inflammation, uh, anxiety, it's also very good for your cognitive abilities and thinking, and it clears your head, uh, but they also think it could battle Alzheimer's and certain kinds of cancer. Interesting. And so, people have been taking these as supplements, so if I ever find some, I'm going to try and dry them out, put them in little pills... Start eating those. I don't know. But yeah, people are experimenting with these these things we're finding in the swamps. Yeah, us us Western folk are experimenting. There's people that know already know everything about this who are still living out in the woods in tribes. And no, when you I've think about like, this. like those think, are the real humans. They know what's going on. Yeah, and like when you think about where those people live and the and those old fairy tales and visions of elves and fairies and stuff it always takes place in a fucking swamp right yeah and what grows in the swamp the mushrooms mushrooms and when you eat certain mushrooms what do you see elves and fairies mm-hmm. that's a whole other thing we can talk about for half an hour but well, there's not a lot of doom there so yeah that's true well there is there's some demons so there's some demons in the demons. swamp yeah, Demon. i don't know I, demons. I haven't seen I haven't seen any gnomes. I, I've I've seen gnomes on uh, when I took DMT. One of my DMT experiences, I saw uh, a whole rows of gnomes, and they were made of uh, looked like they were made of stained glass. The best way they're very angular and geometrical and shiny and almost transparent. So they kind of look like glass. That's rows very, of them. That's very fascinating. But I didn't. I didn't know. I heard them first because. Uh, as I was going through my trip, uh, things were very intense. Uh, a lot of things going on. It was very br- bright. I remember it was very white. But eventually it came out of that into a very black space. Um, I wasn't sure if my trip was over. I could hear my own thoughts very vividly, kind of echoing out into the world. Is like, I kept thinking, uh, is this, is it over? Uh, is this, is this my voice kind of thing? And next thing you know, I hear that repeated back to me full blast in like a thousand little voices that just say is this my voice is this me and then just laughter i'm like what and i just saw these waves of gnomes in front of me it's like coming in and out of existence just 
and anything I would think of or say, they would just repeat back and laugh at me. And it made me laugh. Like, I didn't feel like they were making fun of me. We're having a good time together. Mushrooms. But still, that's a... uh, that's from a plant. That's a chemical you ingest that comes naturally through plants. Yeah, plants are weird. Mushrooms are weird, and yeah. we, we could do I think a whole. They're trying to talk to us. We could do a honest. whole episode. We could do a whole episode on gnomes, because we're pro- <laughs> we're probably doomed. Uh, I think the gnomes are here to help us. I always like the Smurfs. Yeah, they, they seem pretty nice to me. All right, all right, Tyler. I know we can go on and on about. F- mushroom stories and stuff but it's been an hour i think i've thoroughly freaked you out a bit about fungi yeah no i was i i had like a i had a planter wart once when in like college and it freaked me out but it went away pretty quickly but i'm always afraid of that kind of shit so like yeah i'm scared of i'm scared of the mushrooms yeah you know what we're lucky we live in canada or the fungus no, we're getting we're getting some hot weather too but as far as some other places in the world have it way worse and that's where these things are popping up so yeah we we got a we got a few years on them yeah i don't know as so lo- who knows as long maybe as 2021 can... people would be like covid who it's all about it's all about the canada oris now oh, i hope not brandon i hope you just remain a fun guy yourself i hope we all remain fun guys stay fun guys. have fun guys We're doomed. We're doomed.